The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. I am Nancy Allspaugh Jackson. And I am Shannon Penrod and thrilled to be here. Uh, it's spring, Nancy, finally. Spring. Isn't it exciting? And speaking uh, about spring, we have some of Wyatt's paintings, my son yes. Wyatt's paintings to show. And I particularly love this one of tulips. Which is so spring. Look at that. I so just spring. love his color choices. That's those amazing. colors, yes. And, okay. and remind everybody, Nancy, so these are from your son, and yeah. he has been an artist, I mean, with the name Wyatt Jackson, how could you not become an artist, right? But he is a natural-born artist. I love videos that you have of him painting as a baby. Look yeah. at that. That is just beautiful. And, and I love the WJ that he's got going on. And these paintings are available. You're selling these paintings now. Yeah, that, and that, one is, that one is for sale, the tulips, okay. and it's... You can go on his site on Facebook, Why Art Autism, and amazing. the same thing on Instagram, Why Art Autism. Isn't that amazing? And then you have another one too to show, right? There's a couple of them. I, I think okay, I, show. Can, I don't know. Traven, you can put up the next one. And you have some of them with you as well. Look that at is, the precious. That is Peaches, my friend Therese Gamba's dog, which so was this commissioned. She sent a photograph of Peaches. And Wyatt did the painting. Look at that expression in the eyes. It's just fantastic, Nancy. So if somebody were to want their pet uh, memorialized forever in Wyart, uh, how do they contact you guys? And they what can, they here's, here's Peaches. They Love can, they can um, get in touch with me on Facebook at Nancy Allspa Jackson. And they can send me a private message and then I'll work out all the details with them. We'll get a photograph of their pet. And I think, I don't know whether Traven has this one. This is a dachshund that he just did. So beautiful. Friend. So beautiful. Um, just finished that one yesterday. And the other thing that he loves to paint is cows. I love this cow. I call this the psychedelic cow. He, this is the second one he's done. Uh, this is psychedelic cow too. But uh, it, I've had people that have just, this one goes to a friend who said, have Wyatt paint me any cow. It I doesn't it. matter what cow, just any cow. <laughs> so he painted that one for her. You know, he's going to have to paint one for Temple Grandin because she's going to want one. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's just amazing. Uh, well, brilliant, brilliant work. He's always painted beautiful paintings. And so now I love that people can give requests and it's not something he's got a little bit of a, a waiting list now, but it's, he's pretty quick. You guys, he how is. quickly can he get a painting done and, and then get, you know, it has to dry. And then before you can send it, how long does it take Nancy? Not long at all. He does a painting in about an hour and, That's um, amazing. Right now, I do have about four commissions in front of him. Uh -huh. But if people send me a request, I can put them on the schedule and we can um, have him paint their dog or their cat or their, if they want a cow painting or if they want something specific, they can just uh, message me at Nancy Allspa Jackson. And uh, they can go to his site, like I said, Why Art Autism, and they can see paintings that are, there's some still for sale on that site, so. There are also paintings that were just, you know, Wyatt inspired, what Wyatt wanted to paint. Exactly. And then, and then there are paintings. Here's the thing that's amazing to me. He also does beautiful buildings to you guys. So if you like send a picture of your house, I would guess, Nancy, that he could yes. do something like that as well. Yes. Pretty amazing, you guys. Uh, it's, it's like getting a piece of art when it's, you know, right now he is a relatively unknown, but wait three uh -huh. weeks and uh, a great American artist and, um, and, and being able to request what you want. It's really fabulous. I'm so proud of him and you, Nancy, you're doing a great job. Thank you, Shannon. I love being a momager. 
<laughs> this is hard work being a momager. It is. I'm always, I'm at the UPS store. I'm communicating with people all over the place. I'm trying it. to figure out his schedule and his art lessons. And it's, it's a little bit cray cray, but I'm loving it. But all to the good. I love it too. Uh, I want to point out you guys that right now when you're watching us, it's Thursday morning, the 24th of March. We pre-taped this the, last night. Uh, so if you watch Thursday's show, you know that we pre-tape that on Wednesday afternoons, but I'm watching with you live. So right now you can be writing in, asking questions, and I'm right there with you. It's now one of my favorite things of the week when I get to watch the show with you guys. Although I, I drive myself crazy because if I just could stop saying, um, I'll apologize in advance. Um, but there, there it was. So be, please feel free to write in. We're, we're live right now on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. The chat works on all of those. You can also send in questions on autism-live.com in the chat there. Please visit us at autismnetwork.com. And you can also, there is a button on that site that will take you right to autism-live.com. And as always, we will podcast this show later on in the day. And it's a free download wherever you get your podcast. So we love it when you guys write in and comment because for us, the interaction is the most fun part, right? And thank you to Traven because he's showing you all of the places that were live and recorded and podcast so that you guys can find us. We do love it when you like, share, review, and uh, subscribe. Those are all of the things that we like it when you guys do because we love to hear from you. And we've got some shows coming up. Today's one of them, in fact, but we've got some shows coming up in April that are just going to blow everybody's doors off. Don't forget, April 18th is when uh, Temple Grandin, Dr. Temple Grandin will be with us live on the 18th. But so many guests between now and then. And today, in just a little while after the news, we've got a remarkable one young woman that uh, she's one of those people, Nancy, that every time I see her, I, I just think, oh my gosh, thank goodness for remarkable young people like her, because I love that that's who's going to be in charge and and really in some respects are in charge right now it gives me so much hope for mankind i'm talking about aviva paskowitz she's going to be joining us in just a few minutes and we've never had her on the show before which is really crazy because she's so remarkable in so many different ways but she's a brilliant artist on uh, in her own right she teaches art to individuals on the spectrum and she's a, she's one of those remarkable siblings that we talk about all the time yeah. that I, I think you guys grow up to be the most incredible people. You're a sibling. Right. Uh, so we're going to talk about all that with her in just a minute. But first, we have to hit uh, our news stories this week, which like most weeks, it's a mixed bag. So buckle up, because some of it gets a little bumpy, I would say. Right. Uh, the first one's a good story. Um, on Monday, the journal Autism highlighted a paper about a new parent training program called Spectrum of Care, developed by the Black community for the Black community. Um, and um, the part, part of the research team wrote about the journal's thread. Uh, the team wanted to take advantage of the success of training programs for parents of autistic children and to craft an intervention that integrated Black families' cultural heritage and assets. So uh, this is one of the few studies that has included black families and acknowledged historical trauma and engagement in medical research. Yeah, I'm thrilled that this is out and, and, um, and that th we're working on things in this way. I do want to point out, though, that the thing that's hard for me is that I only found out about this training. Here I am, always looking for autism news. I only found out about this training because of something else that happened when they put out the press release for this training. That one of the things that they discovered is that Google appears to have a gender and racial potentially bias. That their spiders, when they, when they put this out there, when it seems that when you are a white male and you're appearing on Google, that the words that Google will attach to you when you have a PhD or a doctorate in something is scientist. If you are a, a person of color, you do not get, you get someone, for instance, you don't get university professor, you get university teacher. 
automatically when you are someone who is of color or a woman. And this article in Spectrum News like lays it out there for you, shows you some people online that and and how they misinterpret. Uh, um, in fact, there's one woman that she has this amazing uh, set of credits and it lists her as being um, an experimenter. <laughs> it's just the craziest thing. But am I happy that, you know, sometimes w- bad stuff highlights good stuff? I didn't know about this program to train people that are parents that are of color. Um, I wasn't aware and it wasn't making it to the top of the news anywhere until this other thing came along. So I hope that Google buys a vowel and fixes this problem that they have with their algorithm because it's shocking, embarrassing, and, and horrific. But, you know, stuff happens, fix it because it's just disgusting is what it is. It's disgusting. But I I do want to, you know, let everybody know about this amazing program because until we start looking at things in a different way, we, I was recently at a conference and people were talking, well, how do we get more people to understand that, 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 that. And I loved, there was this amazing woman that we're going to have on the show sometime soon who said, if you don't start looking at and being trauma informed for the black community, how can you expect them to trust you to come in and work with their kiddos? If you don't come from a knowledge of understanding what has happened before. And I like, it stopped everyone. Everyone was applauding and going crazy. I'm thrilled that this program is taking that into consideration. I think it's a really, it's a great step in the right direction. And if Google can figure out how to assign value to people, not based on gender and race, we'll, we'll be uh, making a lot of progress. Right. I, I get mad. Um, anyway, what, what's next on your list for news stories, Nancy? Oh, uh, a really heart-wrenching article, actually, uh, an editorial more, more uh, I would categorize it, on Inspectrum. And it is, it's a viewpoint, it's an opinion by Christina Dolanik. And it's yes. My Hope for Ukrainians with Autism. And she goes on to say that her, to think that what we are now witnessing in Ukraine is far removed from the world of autism would be a big mistake because it definitely is having an effect on the autistic population there. Uh, This woman knows from what she speaks. She's uh, traveled to Ukraine twice to conduct research. She speaks, she's fluent in Ukrainian and she has worked directly with families and professionals to provide services to children on the spectrum. And, um, she talks about the evolution of treatment and care uh, in the Ukraine. Um, she said that after Ukraine gained independence in 1991, it was still common for children on the spectrum to be institutionalized yeah. or remained at home with their families. And until 2011, Shannon, few if any attended school. Um, because there were so few trained professionals to work with them. But over the past decade, they've made tremendous strides. Uh, services have improved. But now, uh, with, this, with this war, and this started actually in 2014, um, it, it's not looking good, Shannon. That's just yeah. the only thing I can say about it. And I think we all knew that, right? If we're willing to look at it and still find a way to breathe, right? Um, to, to watch the footage that we're watching and imagining if that was us and with our kids and, and what we would do. And it, it's unthinkable. Right. But I, what I appreciate about this article, I don't know if you re- do you remember, it was probably nine, 10 years ago that you and I interviewed a group of people that had just put out a very short documentary and it, I don't remember whether they were, it was Ukraine or Romania, but it was one of those countries that pretty much had the same sort of mindset where until that point, the families were hiding their children on the spectrum mm. because, uh, because the culture was such that you, you didn't, you didn't want to trot your children out. 
and it wasn't safe for them to be out. So they were hiding their children in their homes, letting the other children go to school, but hiding their children. And, and the group was trying to get word out. And they were at that time, they were trying to translate the ABA literature into different languages so that they could train people. And I remember you and I were both deeply, deeply affected by it. And when I think about the things that she's talking about here, how much progress that they've made in the last decade, only to lose all of it. When you look at those pictures of those condos and schools and hospitals decimated and start to think, how are they going to work back from that? And we've seen in other humanitarian crises that you know, in the beginning, they just go, oh, we have to fix it for everybody. And that autism doesn't, they don't get around to working on how do we help the people on the spectrum for sometimes years. So something that we're going to have to keep an eye on, Nancy, and, and be reaching out to the Red Cross and other places to see if there's something that we can do to help support. It's overwhelming to think about. But this is, yes, this article is in Spectrum, um, news and as was our last one we encourage you to check them out it's a really yeah, good please check it out resource. she she prays ukraine wins because it is a much more inclusive nation than russia and she you know goes on to say about everything ukraine has lost how children with autism are being misplaced and forced to live in frightening and unstructured circumstances we pray ukraine wins this war and even some of these families that are now sending their children alone across the border, can you, I mean, imagine, I've, I've seen short videos with people who have medically fragile children and how they've been trying to get them on trains to take them out of the country. But then imagine children on the spectrum with sensory processing issues right. and, and trying to do that. It's, it's so overwhelming to think we, we just want to include all these people in our prayers. Anyway, moving on uh, to a, another deeply horrifying story, uh, one that I feel like we've heard all too often. We've got a mom who is speaking out and saying that her son was driven home on the school bus and dropped off 18 miles from his home and with no real good explanation or apology for it, it's a harrowing story that makes me yeah, they, sick. They to found my him lying in the street, Shannon, when they found yes. him. Because uh, he got put on the wrong bus, uh, which, how many times have we covered this, Nancy? We've covered this so many times. And I am a child that this happened to me on my first day of school, that the teacher insisted that I be on one bus. I said, I'm not supposed to be on that bus. My sister is on the other bus. And, you know, I rode on that bus for hours and the guy, the guy who was driving the bus was not looking for me. I was sitting quietly in the back of the bus and he went to take the bus back to the bus garage. I heard over the radio, they called and said, we're missing a little girl. Does anybody have a little extra little girl on their bus? And I heard him say, nobody on this bus. And I said, I am, I'm here. Yeah. And every time we hear one of these stories, I think, what if I had been nonverbal? Right. Because we've seen what happens then. We have, we've held memorials for what happens then. And my mother was hysterical when they finally got me home. So nobody can tell me, oh, this never happens. Yeah, no, it happens. And we cover it all the time. But this Yahoo, this person, so they put him on the wrong bus. And the person who was driving his bus said, well, I don't have another stop. So you need to get out here. And they're saying, mom, oops, we're sorry. It won't happen again. And, and she is rightly saying, if that happened once, you need to do more than say it won't happen again. You need to show me plans of what you're going to do so that that doesn't happen again. And strangely enough, this young man doesn't want to go to school now. Can we mm -hmm. guess why that might be? Dropped him off in the middle of nowhere by an airport. Like what, you know how that like close by an airport, it's always open area. Right, right. And so they dropped him off there. His sister had to drive to find him, to get him and found him in the street. It's just, it's unconscionable is what it is. And she has not satisfactorily gotten responses from the school board. She's still waiting to hear back from them. 
And you, well, you know what they're waiting for, Nancy. They're not saying anything because they're waiting for her to lawyer up. And if she's, if this mom is listening, let me tell you, that's exactly what you need to do. You need to lawyer up and you need to sue them for everything that you can. And don't let anybody, don't let anybody make you feel bad about that because that is the only thing that prevents this kind of thing. The fear of what it will cost them, not the fear of our children's lives. Sue them so that you can do whatever you want with the money when it's done, but please take them to the cleaners for this because it's absolutely unconscionable. Ask me how I really feel. (laughs) Uh, But you're with me on this, right, Nancy? It's terrible. I'm with you on it. I am so with you on it. Oh, so, so, you know, we always give you the bad and then we have to end with something good. So do you want to tell them the good? Cause it's, yeah. Um, great story. Post Malone, who I, I love his music. I think he's just phenomenal. I'm far too old to know exactly what Post Malone does, but I know he's a rapper. He, well, he's a rapper. I wouldn't call him a rapper, Shannon. Oh, that's what it said in the article that he was a rapper. Uh, he's but, not a rapper. I would not call him an rapper. Okay, Nancy's so cool. She his, knows his this. big song is "Circles," which is a great song. Got anyway, no he has lots of wonderful songs, and he's known for his facial tattoos. Okay, um, all right. His face is covered with tattoos. Anyway, uh, love Post Malone, and uh, a Post Malone video is going viral. Because he made a young fan's 21st birthday in Los Angeles extra special. They were seated next to him at Matsuisha, Matsuisha, which is a very high-end sushi place. Swanky, swanky. Swanky, swanky. And they were seated next to the nine-time Grammy-nominated artist. And um, he was just, he walked over to their table and he was so incredibly kind and patient with their son who has autism. So um, video has gone viral. Um, Andrew Schumacher was the young man. He was there to celebrate his 21st birthday. And we understand yeah. he ordered a beer for the first time. Yeah, and is. Post Malone commented on that. Yeah, What kind of beer you get? Um, and... Um, he said, have fun, dude, but not too much fun. And he was yeah. very kind to her. I love it because, uh, first of all, the, the parents, from what I understood, was the parents sent a bottle of sake over to Post Malone's table. Yes. And just a note to all of us, that is exactly how to play it. Uh, right. <laughs> because don't go up to the table, let them have their peace and quiet, send something to the table and look what happened. But I love that he came to say thank you because you know, a lot of celebrities don't want to do that, won't do that. But he came over to say thank you. They introduced him to the son. And then they had this lovely interaction. And he did not know that he was on the spectrum until they they told him. And he was just super supportive. So I don't I don't really know Post Malone, but I, it doesn't matter. He's part of our tribe now. And I love him. And I want to thank him for being and for being kind and for being an example of how to be a person because yes. this this is the, the kind of behavior that we need to see Not above and beyond it, it, you know it wasn't that he's a superhero and has a cape he was a person and um there are people who are like really we have to compliment people from people yes we do yeah. so Post malone thank you for setting the example about what a person what a man what a mensch does uh, we we greatly appreciate it, and I'm going to go listen to Post Malone because now I I'm interested. Uh, so even though I am criminally not cool, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. You'll like his music, Shannon. You'll like it. I'm sure um, that I will. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm sure that I will. Are we ready for our guest now? I believe so. I know we were having some technical issues, but. I, I hope that she's here with us. Tell us, I've already waxed poetic about her a little bit. I really, she, you know what? She's so cool. Like, like she is the definition of cool. I said this to her mother the other day. I was like, she's so cool. Um, so tell us all about Aviva. Aviva Paskowitz is a director of art programs and co-director of Camp Ed at the Ed Asner Family Center. Uh, Aviva has three brothers on the spectrum. Uh, she began her career at the Friendship Circle. Uh, she worked in, at the Holding Hands Preschool in Oakland. 
And after three years of teaching, she moved back here to be with her family as arts program director. She's responsible for creating a curriculum for the weekly enrichment programs. She also hosts two weekly virtual shows, Character Drawing and Art with Aviva. Welcome to the show, Aviva. Do we have you? Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Aviva. Hello. Hi, Nancy. Good to see you. Hi, Shannon. I, I'm seeing you all the time, Shannon. I know. Helping us at the center all the time now. And it's just my pleasure. I don't know if your mom told you, but the other day you were walking by and I, and, and like all the kids just flocked to you, kids, adults, everybody just flocks to you because you're so cool. And I turned to your mother and I said, she's just so cool. And your mom said, I know, <laughs> oh, I know. Um, so anyway, well, Aviva, uh, tell us, we, we mentioned that you are sister to three brothers on the spectrum. Tell us what yeah. that experience is like. Oh my gosh. I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. Obviously I feel like that's what everyone says, but they are, all three of them are so unique in their own way. I also have two other brothers as well. So we're in big old family supporting each other um, in both on on both sides you know <laughs> um, and you're great with your brothers too i'd like to think so i definitely do like poke and tease them a little bit but it makes them stronger in the end <laughs> and, and, and what is it like being the only girl with five boys it's kind of mimicking your mom because your I mom know. was the only girl out of how many boys uh, my mom had uh eight brothers and she was one of the youngest so she definitely experienced the different of a dynamic there with her family, but I kind of have the opposite situation where I am the oldest to all of these brothers. And, um, you know, second mom. Oh, did we lose? Kind of uh, like roles throughout my life. Definitely missed a few parties back in the day to like help out, but it was worth it. I love being there for my family. I really do. Amazing. And you mentioned, uh, Nancy mentioned Camp Ed, which you're getting ready to have Camp Ed again. In fact, you have a spring version of Camp Ed coming up. Yeah. Um, tell For people who don't know, we've talked about Camp Ed before. Tell them a little bit about Camp Ed and, and what role you play, because you work miracles, girl. Well, I'm so, okay, I'm so excited. I'm always so excited to talk about camp. Um, me and um, our music director, Judy Langdon, uh, we both co-direct Camp Ed, and this spring, like you said, is our actually our we've had about like almost ten sessions of Camp Ed. Um, basically, every single week is themed differently. Uh, oh no, she froze again. Bama bama bama. Are you there? I thought I heard her. Yeah, okay. here I am. All right. I'm so sorry. No, no, it happens. It's called the internet. Okay. Well, yes. So we have um, different themed weeks every single um, week of camp. This upcoming spring is actually only one week, which will be fully based around spring. But along with the themes, we always try and have like a really fun theme with like meaningful undertones so um all of our campers can you know take away something at the end of each session are there still spots open for that camp Aviva? so spring camp is actually full but we are we are always welcoming for summer camp because you know some folks come for just one week and uh you know leave for others so uh we are totally open for summer camp so when does yeah, summer can... camp start, Aviva? What's the summer date? camp starts on uh, June twenty seventh? Okay, all right, fantastic. Yeah. Aviva, tell us a little like bit about August this. First. Tell us a little bit about the Sunday in person classes. Yeah, on Sundays we have a painting class in the morning and a crafting class in the afternoon, and it's a full day where you can spend your entire Sundays coming in getting creative, you know, we have like a little lunch break in between for 30 minutes and getting right back to it. And it's like been so incredible to have everyone come back together and socialize. But in addition to the in-person classes that you're doing now, Aviva, you have continued throughout the pandemic to be a shining light 
I can't even tell you how often when people said to me, I don't have any place to take my kiddo. I don't have anything that I can do. Can you tell me something that I can do with my kiddo? And I don't have any money. And I have said, yes, I have the thing for you because they're doing enrichment over at the Ed Asner Center. You can do it online. And it and the whole pandemic, it was free to anybody. You're still doing it. People can get on and do a, a, a drawing class with you and it's not just a drawing class it's super fun drawing class <laughs> yes so like uh, we we were able to reach this whole new audience you know that we were never able to reach out to people all across america and now we we do a like character drawing show like you said and also a crafting show as well um i initially was very nervous to do it i'm not like much of like a person that like enjoys being on camera here i am now um Definitely got over my fear, but um, yeah, the character drawing class is really for all, you know, creative individuals. We really like to keep it to like very um, like simple characters that uh, aren't too daunting for some of our, our new artists out there that are trying out to be, you know, creative on their own. <laughs> um, yeah, and the crafting one is also very fun. We have a new craft every week and because of the pandemic, we were really trying to make sure that they were all projects that are super accessible to everyone. So all of the materials were mainly just items that you have in your house and um, working from there. So we're still doing that today. <laughs> Can I tell you that uh, an adult that I know and care about deeply who is not on the spectrum um, I, I know dropped in on, on some of your character drawing classes oh. because it was that much fun and because they wanted to participate. I won't name who they are, but they might be somebody who works on the show. So, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, that, that asked, you know, do you mind if I go to that from time to time? And when possible, we made that possible, but, uh, you're remarkable. I don't, I don't want to chance the internet gods too much because I know we're struggling with it, but you're remarkable. Where should people go if they want to know more about the classes that you're doing, both in person and online? Okay, well, you can, if you want to, um, you know, enroll in classes, you can go to our website, teafc.org, and you can also reach out to um, our wonderful receptionist, Blanca. Um, her email is blanca at teafc.org. And there it is on the screen for you guys, teafc.org. Aviva, you're amazing. You are such a ray of sunshine <laughs> always. And you, I, I, I watch you at the center and you, I'm going to date myself here, but there used to be for the Partridge family, the, the whole logo for the Partridge family was that there was the mama partridge and all the little partridges following behind her. I think of that whenever I see you at the center, because wherever you go, there's a trail of people behind oh. you following you. Um, <laughs> so, so you're not Thank only you. the Brady bunch of autism, but you are the partridge family uh, of art and, and autism. So there you go. It's all, yeah. it's all seventies <laughs> television references here, but um I, I'm excited. I think I get to see you later on today for two seconds, but if not sometime soon, you're amazing. Thank you for the work that you're doing. I can't wait to see all the things that you do because you are good on camera, Aviva. You should have your own like PBS or learning channel show. I'm just, that would be really fun. I'm like, putting like, that out into new, the like, universe. Female blues clues. <laughs> Thank you. Someone be needs great. to develop that around you, right? Because right. You're awesome That's a great idea, Shannon. There you Thank go. Thank you, guys. That I got nothing for ideas. Thank All right. you for joining us today, Aviva. We've loved having you Thank on the show. Thank you. I had so much fun. I'm sorry about the... No well, problem. You're, you're not responsible for the internet any more than I okay. am. So it's all good. All right. You take care. All right. Bye, honey. Bye-bye. Uh, well, I'm glad we got enough of her there that we did. Uh, we did. Yeah. But uh, Nancy, we wanted to take just a minute towards the end of the show for you to, you did something many years ago that was really remarkable that was called the, uh, what what is it? It's called the, uh, the Empowering ten, Parents? The 10 Steps to Empowerment for Autism Parents. And so we wanted to give you some time to go through what those 10 steps were. Okay. Um, we did this as a video series that aired on Autism Live, but I also used to do 
I used to do some spot public speaking on it. Oh, look what Traven's done. He's made it all Isn't pretty. amazing. And, and I also want to say that the 10 steps, the videos are still available on a playlist on our YouTube channel. Okay, great. Maybe you guys can check that out. Uh, but I wrote these to help parents deal with the autism journey. And uh, the first one is to accept and embrace this challenge. And I go on to say that um, by acceptance, I don't mean you have to love autism because I personally hate autism for stealing my son's childhood. I don't hate autism, but I resent what he had to go through because of autism in his childhood. But I say get out of denial by accepting and embracing because denial ultimately keeps you from going where you need to go. The quicker you can get out of denial into acceptance, the more you can learn. And that leads to the second step, which is educate yourself. And today, aren't we lucky, Shannon, even back when Wyatt was really young, the internet was kind of just taking off. Um, you couldn't learn as much as you can today. I mean, University of Google is an amazing tool for all of us. Um, hold on, I'm, I am ringing here and I'm going to turn it off. Um, it's somebody buying art. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> You're so lucky because can you imagine what it was like 40 years ago when refrigerator mother syndrome was, was the popular belief and there was no internet to get information? Uh, so I say educate yourself, learn everything you can get your hands on, learn the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, pulling out your head out of the sand empowers you. So find out everything you can about autism. Step number three is get support. Um, while you're on your own, you can be tenacious and hardworking, but two people with the same intention can create power. And uh, we all need inspiration and encouragement. Um, you know, our friend Lisa Ackerman took this idea and ran with it and started the Autism Community in Action, TACA, um, which is a network of support groups that we encourage you to check out. Um, I love the quote by Margaret Mead, never doubt that a small group of committed citizens can change the world. In fact, it's the only thing that ever has. Um, there is power in numbers. So get support. You can't run this race on your own, which leads us to step number four, which is don't compare, run your own race. Now I have to... Uh, confess that I have been guilty about in the past throwing myself a pity party uh, when I hear about how well other people's children are doing, but there's always going to be someone who has a child doing better or worse than your child in their journey. So um, just understand that recovering your child and making your child the best they can be. It's not necessarily about recovering. It's about getting your child to be the best they can be. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So you need to pace yourself accordingly and realize that you may need water stops along the way. And sometimes we get burned out, it's okay. You can always get back on track. So don't compare on your own race. Step number five, I tell people to shore up spiritually. Um, you know, whatever, wherever you get spiritual sustenance, I urge you to take it. Um, for some, it's a church or a synagogue, uh, but for others, it might be finding it in nature. Um, you know, there, there are many ways to sustain ourselves spiritually. If I hadn't had my church, Prince of Peace, early in our journey, I don't know how I could have done it. So um, find that thing that speaks to your soul and sustains you because you're going to need it. Number six is recognize your gifts and abilities. Sometimes I think we don't think we have a talent and by tapping into to our talents, we can help our children. Uh, some of us are born researchers. Some of us are artists like we were just on with Aviva. Um, that we can nurture our kids creatively. Some of us are great teachers like you, Shannon. Some of us have a knack for drama. Um, but tap into your own gifts and abilities and use those to nurture your children. 
step number seven is live in gratitude and give back. Um, I believe karma works. The more I give, I find the more I receive. And the more grateful I am about the gifts I have, the more generous my spirit becomes. Um, I do a gratitude list every night. I don't go to bed without doing it because it keeps me uh, living in gratitude. It, it helps remind me of the things I do have to be thankful for. Uh, I do at least five items every night. I keep it by my bed, my gratitude journal. So I encourage you all to live in gratitude. Number eight is state your intention. I say to live in a state of knowing your child is going to improve. They're going to get better. Live in a state of knowing that you will accomplish what it is you want to accomplish. Put it out there. Maybe put um, a reminder, a written reminder of what you want to do. Uh, one of the things I did was put on my desk some post-its with my top intentions. Uh, I always put Wyatt at the top of that list. Um, you know, I think you have to be realistic, obviously, but by stating your intention, you can achieve things that you would never believe. Number nine is trust your intuition. And I truly believe that no one, and I mean no one, knows what is better for your child than you. Um, intuition works if we just listen to our that voice within. Um Learn to listen to that. No expert, no doctor knows as much as you as the mom of your child. So trust that voice. It will never steer you wrong. Number 10 is a really important one because it's one that I think we forget. And it's three parts. Live in the moment, laugh, and love thyself. Uh, we get so caught up in taking care of our children, carting them to therapy, ABA, school. There's always the to-do list that we forget to laugh as much as we can, love ourselves, and live in the moment uh, because time goes by so quickly. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day where Wyatt was 20. And I think back to the times that I didn't take the time to enjoy things. So realize that uh, you need to be present for those moments uh, of joy for you and your child. Um, and that's it, Shannon. That's pretty amazing, Nancy. And I'm glad that we had the opportunity to revisit it. But I do want to remind people that if you, you, you have done a beautiful thing with each one of these where you fleshed it out. And we had the fabulous Suzanne Oshinsky many years ago who worked with us Yes. Uh, you guys created that video series and it's all available on our YouTube channel. There's a whole playlist that's just empowering parents and you, and like Nancy raps, um, like I it's very entertaining. It's, uh, I really, I, I got so excited. I ripped my earbuds out. <laughs> um, um, but, uh, it's, and I, I think, you know, you guys probably made that, what, like eight years ago now? Yes, it's been about eight years. And it's it's every bit as valid now as it was then. But I got to be honest, Nancy, when I think about everything that you have gone through in the eight years after you filmed that, you had to live each and every one of the things that you're asking us to do. And I just want to remind people of that, that, you know, there is not a single one of us that has had every day be hearts, flowers, and sunshine and rainbows, yeah. right? Yeah. And and you're the real deal because you've you've walked some really hard paths in in the last eight years since since you did that series, and and I I just respect and admire where you are now. You are a woman of grace, and people need to listen to you. Thank you, Shannon. I so appreciate that coming from you. You know. Um, I think we have to be kind to ourselves first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, raising a child with autism is not for the faint hearted. Um, mm. it is a tough, tough, uh, battle. And, um, I think too oftentimes we are too hard on ourselves. So 
Um, that last one about laugh, live in the moment and love thyself, I think is really, really important to nurture yourself, take time for yourself because it's easy to get burned out. I mean, there were oh times along the journey, particularly after my husband passed away that I got completely burned out and I had to find myself again. So, um, you know, take it easy and, uh, learn to take a break at those, you know, like I said, it's a marathon, not a sprint and marathoners learn to take water stops along the way. You should too. Yeah. I don't, I'm somebody who's like, I can know something, but not implement it very easily. I think we all know that we've got to enjoy the moment, live in the moment. But I, when you're in crisis, I think a lot of times families go, but, but how, how, and I, and I do think it's important to listen to people who've survived it. And, and here's why, you know, that I love me some movies. Have you ever seen the movie about time? What movie? It's called time. No. And, oh, oh my gosh. I, you know, it's a movie that I try to remember every single day of my life. Because it's a weird movie. It stars Donald Gleason, and he is one of my favorite movie stars. He either plays people who are really sweet and wonderful, or he pay, plays the worst mean bad guys. But in this movie, he's with Rachel McAdams, and it's the sweetest love story ever. But it's it's about a guy who all the men in his family have the ability to time travel. Mm. And, and it's very low tech movie, but he can time travel. And his dad teaches him how that it's the rite of passage in this family that you, you time travel. And throughout this movie, you see, you know, how he handles different things that come up in his life and how he goes back in time. And it's just, I mean, one of the most emotional movies. And I, and I, I don't want to, I, I want you all to go to watch it, but one of the things that we see him realize is that, you know, there are all these moments that happen in life that we have so much angst about, that we are so worried about how is it all going to turn out? And, and, and we're so consumed with that worry is of how is it all going to be okay that sometimes we miss the beauty of what actually is. And the truth of the matter is, is we're all going to get to the end at some point and we can get there with all the angst and how is it going to turn out or we can enjoy the moment. And if there was, if there was one thing, and I say this all the time, if I could go back and redo anything, what I would do is travel back in time and whisper in my ear, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to be okay. He's going to be okay. And so when I talk one-on-one -on -one with parents, do you know, that is what I say to them every time I say, I don't know what your path is. I don't know. I don't know how all the things are going to happen. I can guarantee you some, some poo is going to hit the fan. Um, but hear me from the future saying to you right now, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Your kiddo's going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to work out because Nancy, how many people do we know who, who have gone through this? And at some point you're okay. Yeah. It may not be what you thought it was going to exactly. be, but you're okay. I, I mean, we, how, how many years have we dreamed about the point where you would be a momager and be selling Wyatt's paintings and have people lining up to purchase them. You're, you guys are okay. You're okay. Um, and if, if somebody, even when we started this show, cause you know, do you realize that we're coming up on the 11th anniversary of doing this show? It's amazing. If somebody could have told us then all the things that were going to happen, that were going to be hard, Right. I, I think, I think we would have been devastated certainly to hear that Reed wasn't going to get here with us. Yeah. That's the one that's, I think the hardest, right? But if somebody mm -hmm. had told us why it's going to be selling his art and everybody's going to want it. And if somebody could have told me that Jem was going to be able to go to college with no accommodations, I would have fainted. I would have just, you would have had to scrape me up off the floor. Yeah, I mean, I have to, do I wish some things were different? Do I wish that I could have recovered Wyatt? Absolutely. But that was not my path. Yeah. And 
I have learned to accept the path I'm on and make lemonade out of the lemons because, um, you know, what, what choice do I have? I have to look at what I have in my life and make the best yeah. of it. And, um, I've learned to be an optimist. I really have. Yes. Um, and you're killing it. And you've helped so many people along the way, Nancy, and you're continuing to help people along the way. And and I don't know if you want to share anything now, but I know if you don't, there are announcements that Nancy's going to be having coming up soon because this is who you are is somebody who ultimately helps people and you're going to be doing more of that. Am I allowed to say that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, but I celebrate you, Nancy. You're killing it. Wyatt's killing it. Uh, you're doing a great job and it's really remarkable what you got Thank going Thank you, on. Shannon. Well, you've certainly been my friend every step of the way and your support has meant the world to me. I hope you know that. Well, can, I, can we just pause for a second and say that if our boys hadn't been on the spectrum, you and I would never have met and we certainly would have never been friends because uh, you're the kind of woman that used to scare me so badly that I would run in the other direction. Uh, <laughs> I think that's hilarious. That's the truth. Uh, because you're the kind of woman that you walked into a room and looked like $7 million and you're, you're, your purse and your shoes weren't matchy matchy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking like classy. They, they coordinated, but weren't matchy matchy. And your outfit was like, you know, Chanel. Well, that's, that's the old me. When I was running autism care today, I was in power suits and heels. Today, I just got back from the barn. Here's my boots. <laughs> but uh, you're also that too. You're, you're one of those women that everybody likes, you know, you're, you're like real and down to earth. You're, you're in board meetings, talking to people, raising money for people. And then you're out mucking a stall. That also <laughs> is intimidating to me too. But you're, you're just one of those power A type women who can do anything. So that would say about you, I call you the Renaissance woman. I mean, what about oh you writing, gosh. writing your movie reviews, your book is about to come out. Oh. Um, you do autism live. You did the cards, <laughs> truly exceptional parents. You, well, you ex I can't, I can't put an outfit together. I'm intimidated by all of that. Uh, and I get intimidated by people like a lot of people, but, but you would have scared me. You were one of those moms that would have, I, I would turn on the news and, and I, when, when Jem was first diagnosed and I would see someone like you, I saw you on a show and you were talking about something and it got heated. You were like, listen, people need to understand that these kids need help. You were telling that, that person, what for? I think it was like on Fox news, Nancy. And uh, you were, and you just were like, listen, let me tell you this. And I thought, man, I want to be like her when I grow up. Cause you had the uh, facts and you were just like, you were articulate and I was like, how, how does she have time to like figure out what to say? I, anyway, so you were a huge inspiration to me, but I was scared to death of you. But then the first time that I met you, I don't know if the first time that I ever really talked to you was the first time that we ever went live with anything. We were at a golf tournament that you had put together. Right. They plopped you in the chair next to me and I started interviewing you. And before we were done, we were both crying uh -huh. all that and I, I think that was that. it we were friends forever after that I know we bonded instantly and this has been so much fun over the last 11 years I'll yes. never forget all the amazing people we've met the oh fun gosh. we had with our Halloween shows and our costumes uh, some of the crazy things we've done Shannon and you know what it's it's so amazing I mean with these autism family portraits we've been doing we've been meeting such amazing yes. mothers that inspire me so much because no matter where their children are, whether their children are nonverbal and severely affected or whether their children have recovered, these are women of such grace and dignity and stick to itiveness and tenacity that you can't help but be inspired, right? Yes, but we've also met a dad or two and we have some dads yes. coming up. In fact, next week on the show, we've okay. got an amazing dad that's got a new book out called Apollo Autism.
Um, so that's going to be super fun. So, uh, because we met some dads along the way too, that have just been amazing. Uh, I know there are a lot of amazing dads out there. Yes, there are a lot of amazing dads out there. So, uh, but yes, we've met some amazing people and that's what I was saying. You know, when, when you chalk it all up, when I think about the people that I have met in the course of our journey with autism, that's the part that cannot be denied that I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful that I got to meet people like you and so many of the guests that we've had here on the show. Cause man, talk about privilege to get to be, to know all of you and to be in the same community and the same tribe with all of you. Whoo. That's, that's yeah. a big thing. Um, well, anyway, can I take a second here to tell people a little bit of rundown about next week and some yes. of the things that we have coming up? So on Monday, tomorrow's going to be a best of, right? We're, we're going to do a few more of those best ofs before we're, we're getting together to be able to show you our new podcast. Eventually, we hope in April, Stories from the Spectrum. Nancy, it is all content that is by and for people who consider themselves neurodiverse. That means you're not going to see me talking. You're not going to see me interviewing. It's people on the spectrum and people who consider themselves neurodiverse. Uh, it'll be sort of like a 60 minutes format. So it'll feature lots of different people. We're really excited about that. But for now on Fridays, we're playing the best house on Monday. We are having, for the first time in a long time, Dr. Jed Baker. He wrote the book, No More Tantrums. He also wrote the book, uh, I, is it called Dealing with Anxiety in Teens? It, I, I, it's, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's the book. When people have kiddos that are having anxiety, I tell them, you've got to go get that book. There is only one chapter of it that tells you uh, what to do when it's individuals who are neurodiverse. But the whole book is helpful. And there is one specific chapter that's just about our kids. Um, so he's going to be with us on Monday. And guess what he's going to be talking with us about, Nancy? I think everybody's going to be like, ooh, well, that's what we need to talk about. Is that now in this, you know, semi-post-pandemic world, all the anxiety that our kids are going through being back at school, getting back into a sense of normal. Some kids are like so relieved to have the masks off, but, but are still having different anxieties because now they got to consider how they look. Other kids can't take the masks off. And, and we got to deal with this thing, this generation of kids who are dealing with anxiety. I know I've been having heightened anxiety being back out in the world uh, and and if I'm having it, you got to think our kiddos are having it too, right? Mm -hmm. So right. he's going to be with us on Monday to take all of this on and give us some practical tips for what to do for the anxiety. Then on Tuesday, we're having Dr. Grampy Shea. On Wednesday morning, I can't think who my guest is, but on Thursday, we're going to have Alex Philstein, I think is is how you pronounce his name, who is the author of Apollo Autism. He's an autism dad. We're really excited to have him here on the show. Then um, the next week we're, because, you know, next Friday becomes the 1st of April and we're going to be moving into the studio and we've got some amazing guests for you in that first week in April. Uh, I know for sure that we're having Holly Robinson Pete on. So that would oh, be wow. super fun. In the, yes. Talk about and, a phenomenal woman. And who's doing everything. You want to talk Renaissance woman. There you go. She's the Renaissance woman. So we're going to talk about everything with her, everything that she will allow us to talk about from Hallmark to autism, to her, her son working to what it's like having kids out of the house, all of that. And even if she wants to talk about the whole, uh, air airport hoo-ha that happened with her kids, um, she might be done talking about that. We'll see. We'll, we'll run that up the flag and see what she thinks. But of course, and then uh, later in April, we already have lined up some really important guests like Stephen Shore, uh, Dr. Temple Grandin, and many, many more that are going to be coming to you. So we're really excited about this whole next month. And especially moving into our new studio and launching that new podcast, Stories from the spectrum. I just couldn't be 
prouder of the fact that we're going to be hosting that Nancy. I, I can't. So for so long, that's been something in the back of my mind that I was like, how can we get there? Because part of what we're going to be doing is showcasing artists, helping them build their resume for them to have their own podcasts and to be hired to do different mm-hmm. places. So um, I'm really, really excited about that. We're looking forward to it. All that and more coming up. We're totally out of time now, but I, Nancy, thank you for being here with me, being in the trenches with me and uh, let's, let's say goodbye now. So um, I'm sending a hug for all, give your kids a hug. Uh, I can't do it this way. Uh, Give your kiddos a hug for me. There you go. And give yourselves a hug for me. Thanks for joining us. There you go. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. If you found anything helpful in this video, please give us a like. In fact, make sure that you smash that subscribe button on YouTube and give us a like on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram for important updates. And please download our free podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. See you next time.